Today's match is in the books, and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. Is everyone okay after that late action? Real Salt Lake holds on to the lead, 3-2. to After LA Galaxy surged in the last 10 minutes of that game, got two goals, a PK. Uh, Yes, it was a PK. Let's just get that out of the way. Uh, And then another very nice goal, two quick goals like we saw last Wednesday from LA Galaxy. But Arsenal hold on, a 3-2 win, advancing to the next round of the Open Cup. What a game. What is it with RSL giving up (laughs) thunder fatherless child shots? That's two worldies they've scored in a week against RSL, but I'm so relieved that final whistle went. And I've got to say, special shout-out to Brian O'Hader for that last uh, five, ten minutes where he made some phenomenal tackles in the Mm. centre of the park. Really well-timed tackles um, to to stop uh, Ricky Pooch getting through on goal. Um, But, yeah... um, you don't always get it your own way, uh, and that's a testament tonight. Um, I thought RSL, when they went 3-0 up, fantastic assist by Rubio Rubin um, uh, to Jefferson Savarino uh, to go 3-0 up, and it just felt like RSL were cruising. And then all of a sudden, it can just switch on a dime, a, a sticking your leg out and, and three or four bites at the cherry, and, and Marcelo doesn't get the ball on three occasions and then finally kicks a player to, to win that penalty and then it just got a little shaky and that's something to do with the mentality and obviously with um, the confidence that LA Galaxy had from the penalty and then the quick goal after that from Douglas Costa I mean yeah that's it just made it more nail-biting than it really needed to be yes oh, 100% and it did feel like Real Salt Lake was going to run with it, away with it at some point um, not able to add a couple more. I mean, you, you do think that at 3-0 three, uh, three up, you would be safe. Um, but again, two quick goals from LA Galaxy, adding the pressure. Um, but I, I totally agree. Brian Ojeda coming in, uh, fantastic, stepping into all of those challenges. Uh, Lawfulson, I thought, was going to really hold it down when he came in, but ended up having a couple sloppy turnovers and, and adding to the pressure for Real Salt Lake, but ultimately able to hold it off. I at this point, when you're when they're starting to finally score some goals, it's for me. It's now about holding on to that clean sheet and getting that goals against that goal differential better. We saw it on Saturday against Austin with a late goal. We saw it against LA Galaxy last week, uh, giving up the goals from the lead. Uh, granted, LA Galaxy did score first in that game on the PK, and then again tonight with uh, the PK and, uh, as you said, a, a bit of a worldie from the Galaxy again. It's, uh, yeah, it, it, <laughs> I, we got to start getting clean sheets, too. It took us a while to get the first clean sheet, and now we're starting to score some more goals, and that's, we got to add to those and, and fix that goal differential a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously, um, RSL in the hat for the next round, the semifinals, which is phenomenal. I mean, I'm just so excited that we get to play in a semifinal, and uh, obviously the job's not done, but yeah. you've you start to look towards uh, what the, the pos- possibilities could be with regards to a, a final silverware, potentially uh, Champions League money, 
um, you know, just an all-round uh, good feeling, particularly with the slow start to the season. Uh, how RSL have done uh, in the US Cup has, has come as a welcome relief. And as they start to pick up results, particularly on the road uh, in the league, if they can start to turn wins um, uh, over here at uh, America First Field, then, you know, you, you're starting to feel a little bit confident with the uh, the mini-break, I suppose, with League's Cup coming up, that you're in a decent position, uh, hopefully in the league, and uh, looking to the second half of the season, or the, the last third, I should say, of the season, um, looking to, to make sure that they are um, as far into the playoffs as they can possibly get, and with potential arrivals when the uh, transfer window opens, I think it's July 5th, I think it's July 5th that the transfer window opens, if you get one or two bodies in, then uh, it, things could be looking a lot more rosy than what they did uh, back in uh, March, April uh, and May Looking at the goal scorers tonight, Demir Krylock with two, the penalty and the goal in the 19th and then Jefferson Savarino in the 51st Rubio Rubin involved in all three goals, earned the penalty for Real Salt Lake, uh, assist on the other two Savarino, just two very lovely balls, and the hockey assist for Savarino on the first goal yeah. as well. So three is, we'll pretend three assists <laughs> for the PK. We were talking about that with Sean Walker. I've uh, always they definitely said this. Think, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, if you earn the PK, you should get some form of an assist. I I don't understand why there's not any kind of recognition for for that. I I feel very strongly that there should be, uh, but regardless, we'll give him we'll give him three assists with a little asterisk on it. We're as, at Rubio. as we see oh. the replay for Savarino's and a very nice just like quick tuck into the near post for Savarino happy for him to score as well but man, uh, Rubio Rubin two goals three assists in the last two games for Real Salt Lake feels like I don't want to get too excited but it feels like maybe a little bit of a resurgence for him at this point yeah it just feels like there's good movement and and the issue for Real Salt Lake has been in and around the penalty area. Like this, It's been quite static, and it just seems like there's a little bit more movement. Obviously, with the way Demir is playing up front, he drops in, so that allows the wingers just to pinch in and, and make those runs. And uh, Rubio Rubin was able to pick out uh, Sava, uh, and that's, that's exactly my point. Sava was able to come in off the wing uh, and get a nice goal. Um, I thought Gavin Beavers was really solid again yeah. tonight. Some really nice grabs, uh, some really nice saves. Um, uh, Jonathan Klinsman also had uh, some outstanding saves in yes. the opposite goal. Uh, but, yeah, I, I just feel like um, a little bit more game management needs to be worked out. Um, they did it quite well against Austin. Obviously, they conceded late, but um, for the majority of the game, it was backs against the wall type of performance on the, on the road, uh, and they managed to... Uh, you know, scrape it out, but yeah, it's just these little things here, here and there that they can work on. It's things that they can definitely work on, um, and, and I'm hoping that Brian Oviedo's um, injury isn't too serious. I think he may have got stepped on his ankle and had mm. to come off there. I thought he was quite impressive, yeah. uh, both sides of the ball, to be honest with you. And I've been waiting for something like that because I've not been overly impressed since he came to Real Salt Lake. But I thought he got well, very got forward very well. Um, uh, for the time that he was on the pitch, and, and it just feels like the the fullbacks are, are are pushing on a little bit more to actually add that extra little bit of width, and and uh, I think it's paying off. And you mentioned early in that that Real Salt Lake felt they've been static in the 18 in the attack, and I completely agree. And I I think the evidence of that is that tonight's PK for Real Salt Lake was the first of the season that they've been awarded. There's just not 
action in the box for Real Salt Lake. They're not creating opportunities to earn PKs because there's just not really anything happening. There wasn't anything happening in the attack for the majority of the beginning of the season. And now we're starting to see that flow a bit more. We're going to head out to our first break. Uh, send me a tweet at Lars underscore MM. We want to hear from you, your thoughts on tonight's win, advancing in the Open Cup and uh, recent form for Real Salt Lake. Hopefully on the other side, we will have the post-game press conference start with Pablo Mastroini and a couple players. You're listening to the post-game show on the RSL Radio Network. Welcome into the post-game show. We do have Rubio Rubin downstairs, but Real Salt Lake is muted. <laughs> On the Zoom link. I've so, just, just text Trey. So we uh, we will play that audio when we are receiving the audio. Um, but again, fantastic form from Rubin over the last two matches. The two goals against Austin on Saturday and uh, involved in all three goals for Real Salt Lake tonight. Earning the PK and then actual assists on the other ones. But what a relief that must be for Rubio Rubin after going so long into the season without any goals. He, had yeah. a, he did have an assist a couple of weeks ago, but no goals. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and this is part of his game. Uh, when you saw him at San Diego Loyal when, when I was watching him, um, he, he creates openings. He's, he's, you know, a decent player when he's uh, a little bit deeper or, or can play out wide and pinch in a little bit. And, and that's part of his game, and we haven't seen that. And so I'm, I'm glad that you're starting to see the, the fruits of the labor, uh, so to speak. And, and hopefully that's something that he can continue to do because... You know, it's just as good as a goal, and, and it will do him, it do his confidence the world of good, particularly after a, a rough uh, start to the season. Demir Krylock also with two goals. That puts him on four total for the season and one assist. A nice little resurgence for him as well after struggling so much with that back injury um, that kind of turned into some issues with some, some tingling sensations in his feet um, afterward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You suffer from that as well. <laughs> you should go see uh, his doctor. I yeah, guess. probably. <laughs> but um, coming back, getting starting to get some minutes again, and and honestly, when he first came back from with the team at the first round of the Open Cup for Real Salt Lake, and he went that full ninety minutes, and then the thirty in the extra time, I was so surprised with his form because he had been out and he hadn't been playing a lot of uh, minutes when he was coming back. And I think that that just shows his leadership and his commitment to this team. And now we're starting to see the, the fruits of that labor. Yeah, I was a little worried when he had that injury. Um, you know, there were rumors that there was some issues going on from the, from the back problem. But he looks like he's you know, back back to what Dami does best. He's never going to be the quickest, but his brain is, is solid and his leadership skills. And he gets into the right positions, which is the most important thing. Um, I still prefer him in midfield, crashing in. Uh, but right now, the, the position that he's playing uh, is working in this 4-4-2, where he gets to drop back and get into to play and, and, and link up the attack in the midfield. Um, but, yeah, I, I, I'm just so glad that he's back because we're much better when he's uh, available. And, obviously, you saw the header in the first half. We've missed that presence in the box. Aaron Herrera, a couple of seasons ago, um, getting, what was it, 11 assists? Yeah. And I think nine of them went on to the noggin of, uh, <laughs> of Demir Krylak, if I'm not uh, incorrect there. Um, uh, so that link-up play, and I'm hoping that you see that with... Um, 
Andrew Brody uh, and um, uh, Brian Oviedo, Brian Vera when he plays in that position, uh, Mika Nelly and obviously Bode Hidalgo. Uh, I'm hoping that you, you get those deep crosses where he can really attack uh, and just cause uh, defenders all, all sorts of problems because of his, his, his drifting ability to go on the blind side or uh, you know just, just make really good runs uh, that makes it easier for the fullbacks just to swing the ball in. Um, and attack, and obviously Anderson Julio is a threat in the air. Rubio Rubin gets a header uh, against Austin uh, over the weekend, which was uh, important, and obviously Danny Masovsky uh, has got a headed goal as well. So there's definitely an aerial threat in the penalty area. It's just getting the right service and the right runs and just getting those link-up plays uh, uh, kind of fine-tuned. When you're looking at the goals that Real Salt Lake has conceded in their last three games in all competitions, what does anything concern you about those goals? What can they be doing? <coughs> well, I, I mean, obviously the there's question. been a couple that have conceded where the ball has gone over the last centre-back's head um, in Brian Varon. I don't want to, you know, point too much, but, yeah. you know, at 5'11", he's not the tallest centre-back. He's decent in the air. But when, you, when you're giving up goals to centre-backs that are, you know, that 6, 6'1", 6'2", 6'3", kind of height, um, and just getting caught a little bit. That's why I prefer him at the left-back role, where he can kind of lock that left-hand side down defensively and just make the occasional marauding run forward, which we've seen him do. Um, so when Marcelo is in, in the centre-back, then, then you're, you're a lot more confident with the aerial uh, threat that uh, whoever you're playing against has. Uh, but sometimes it's just stepping out. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've conceded two really good, fantastic long-range goals against LA Galaxy. It's got to be said, you know, credit where it's due. Um, but one was hit on the counter-attack when we decided to stretch the game for no reason at all. Uh, and the other one was, as you said, you know, with, with Douglas Costa, um, you know, just a, a cracking finish that gave um, Gavin Beavers no chance. Uh, and then at the other, the other end of the scale is the game management. You're cruising at 3-0 and looking good. Looking really good, um, and and I I thought, and this is why the game turns on a sixpence or on a dime, I should say, because I'm not in England. <laughs> um, but you, you just give up, you give them a sniff, and any pro team is going to take an opportunity. We do have sound for uh, downstairs. Are currently asking questions in Spanish, but it's still Ruby or Rubin, so we'll toss it to the press conference. In eso, um, cuando estamos atacando, sabiendo dónde está Pew y todo eso, y creo que eso nos ayuda mucho. John, is there anything from you on Zoom? Just first home win for the club since April 22nd. Just talk about how important that is to reestablish yourself at home, especially with uh, New York City coming into uh, Salt Lake on Saturday. Oh, I think it's huge. Um, we know that uh, uh, we hadn't got the results at home. Uh, it's been a difficult spell at home and stuff like that. Uh, but we just had to come today and you know, have the confidence, trust each other, and kind of have that momentum going into Saturday. So I think, uh, you know, obviously we got the job, do job done tonight. Uh, we can take a break now with Open Cup now that it's not until August, I think, right? And um, so now focus on the league and hopefully, uh, you know, get a get a great win on, on Saturday as well. All right. Thank you, everyone. Fire the intern for having that on mute for <laughs> five minutes. Real Salt Lake forward Rubio Rubin, again, in very good form over the last two matches for Arcel. Hopefully he can continue. We have Pablo Mastroini downstairs. We'll toss it down.
Pablo, congrats on the win tonight. Thanks. Uh, up three nothing at one point in the game, two goals allowed. What 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 went wrong, Tolly, right there? Um, ah, it's 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 soccer, man. It's it's you you got to play the game and you got to be, um, you know. I think one having been a former player, when you concede on a PK, um, all of a sudden you start thinking about not losing instead of winning. That's a natural occurrence in any football players that's, that's, that's on the field, right? And you want to preserve this. In that back foot mindset, you seed space on, on Costa's goal where if it's 0-0, zero, zero, we're going to have a pivot step out to that and, and deal with that space. Um, on that play, we didn't have that step. And so now we open up lane and knowing that he's going to go to his left foot, knowing that he scores, that's, that's his play. That's what he does. Um, that part's a little bit upsetting. Um, but again, I think you got to find ways. And I talked to the guys, you got to find ways to win games. Like we can't stop it and call timeout. We can't, you know, and, and so just a little bit more composure in those moments um, where, you know, we have, there's, we're in injury time and we decide to play out of the back and everyone's up, up front waiting for a ball. And so I think it's, it's more psychological than it is anything else. And, and, and so the, the lesson learned from this game is we got to keep playing the game and you have to override the fear that you have of losing the game. And that's a difficult mechanism, but, but again, you'll see it on offense with lack of movement, people standing, um, and you'll see it on defense where people not moving their feet the right way. Um, and those are examples, but again, uh, these games happen all the time in football. Uh, you know, they say two zero is the most dangerous lead to have, you know, three zero is, is also dangerous against a team like LA who's, who's got firepower. So, um, but again, credit to the guys for hanging in there and, and grinding out, uh, a deserved result. Oh, well, thank you for your time and, um, congrats on a really big win today. Um, obviously Justin Glad was, was not available for, um, for the last game against LA Galaxy, and that game was was quite different. There were a lot of momentum changes last game. Same with this game, just in different ways. Um, can you identify anything specifically different? I mean, up until the penalty was allowed, your team was was really dominating the game up three zero. Can can you really identify or pinpoint anything that was different in this game? No. Um, like I always say, goals change games, and they change psychology. They change emotion, um, and that's why goals are so important. Um, but I, you know, again, they're a very good team that have players that that you know, Pierre's just been, um, he's been really good in the last couple of games, and he's he is a difference maker. That it's he creates overloads in the wide areas, he creates overloads in the central areas, and defending him with one guy is very difficult. And so, um, but I think for the most part, um, we did a really good job. And uh, as far as you know, the difference in games, I think you know you. When you're up, you got to manage the game better, um, and and that's what we didn't do in the last game. I think today, whilst we gave up two goals, we found a way to manage the game and get the result, which is which is an improvement from the last game. I think for a majority of this game, you'd be pretty hard pressed to find major critiques on on most of the players' performances. A lot of guys playing very well in this game. Can you just talk about how proud you are of this team and how much it means to you and the team to make it to the semifinals of the, the U.S. Open Cup? Yeah, no, I think. Um, for me, again, I think what was it, Trey? Last whatever six games, we've we've seven more, seven more players have been rotating for for every game. And and again, when we talk about team, it's it's easy to say it, um, but if those players don't step up and, and do the type of work and, and put the type of performances 
that, that, that are worthy of getting results, then, that, then you don't rotate, right? But everyone that stepped in, um, some planning positions that they're not the most comfortable in, but the chemistry of the group, the confidence of the group, um, and more importantly, I think, again, um, there's a couple ways to look at results from a coaching perspective. A lot of times, you know, I come in here when we don't win. Um, and to me, my brain is already thinking the things that we're going to work on to get better. To everyone else, it's the end of the world. And, and, and so what you see is a group of guys that are committed to getting better in, in a culture that, that thrives on improvement, that thrives on, yeah, it's emotional after the game. Guys are upset. Coaches are upset. But the truth is, is like it's got to be controlled and it's got to be constructive. Um, if not, it's like babies throwing toys out of the pram. It, it doesn't make any sense, right? Um, but we've been able to then look at our performances, talk about it, not much training, but really through video and, and walkthroughs on, on, you know, the, the, the day before games and, 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 and figure out as a collective how we want to improve the different areas of our game. And, and today, from an attacking perspective, I think we've come a long way from, from game one, two, three. Um, there's a great exhibition of football out there. The guys up front were fantastic. The guys in the middle were great. The guys in the back, um, decisions by Gav were really good. And so I'm really proud of this group. I, I think we have a ways to go. Um, it'd be naive to say, cause we got the result. We're a, a finished product uh, again, win or lose. It doesn't matter. We want to improve. And so, um, but I think the, the foundation that this group is setting on both sides of the ball is, is a standard that we want to uphold. And the only way to uphold it is to get better. Pablo, up to this point, you guys have played every open cup game away from home. What did it feel to just come back here at home, play, be able to play this game in front of the fans and to get the win in front of the fans? Yeah, no, it's, it's been important. Obviously it's been weighing heavy on us. Um, you know, not getting the results at home that, that we'd like. Um, and it, it was fantastic. A lot of open cup matches. Um, there's not a lot of crowd at some of these venues. Um, and what's special about, you know, AFF is, is the passion is the stadium full, um, you know, and credit to, uh, you know, John Kimball and, and his staff for, for filling out the stadium. Um, but it means a lot to the players. And, and again, I think um, the, the game of football is, is played with passion and emotion. Um, and the conduit to all that are the fans. And you want to do everything you can to put forth a, a very nice performance. But more importantly, the last taste you get in your mouth leaving any sporting event is, did they win? Um, and to have those two things in front of our fans after not playing a home game was really important for us tonight. Uh, I want to ask you specifically about specifically about Rubio Rubin coming into this one. You know, he gets this, he gets the two goals in Austin. He gets the two assists tonight. What have, have you seen anything different from him in training, or just is it just the boost of confidence after getting the two goals? That's what it is. There's nothing different. He trains he trains like he does all the time. And and I've said this in the past about strikers. Um, it, there's a lot to do with confidence in front of the net. And when you're scoring goals, the goal is two inches wide, two feet wider and about 10 feet higher. Um, when you're not scoring goals, it's like trying to score in a trash can. It's, it's so difficult, you know? And so uh, I think it, it, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship, right? The player never stops um, doing what he does and scoring goals and training like he's done all year. And the coaches see that and they reciprocate by continuing to give him opportunities. And so I couldn't be happier for, for Rubio. He's a, a fantastic teammate, a team player. Um, and now he's putting points on the board, which is, you know, unbelievable for his career, but more importantly, unbelievable for this group. 
And I have to ask, after the two goals from LA, was there any kind of nerves from the team? Was there any nerves from the bench? Or did you did you have that faith that you guys would pull it off? Yeah, I, I, we're all human beings. So whatever you felt as a fan, um, we feel times 100, right? And And again, I think the psychological part is we don't want to let the fans down. We don't want to let each other down. We don't want to let the group down. And, you know, after the second goal, then it's like you got to reset and you got to find a way. And I, I think we got to be more vocal as a group in those moments where we're we're smacking each other on the sides of the heads with our voices to keep us tuned in because your brain starts going into what if this happens, what if this happens, and and how do we stay present in those moments? So, of course, I think we all feel um, we're all human. Uh, we all want to win. Um, and at times we're all scared to lose. And so – uh, I, I think it's more about how do we use this moment um, to learn from and, and make better decisions, in particular with the ball, because I felt like def, def, we, we defended well, but then when we got the ball, there was a lack of movement, a lack of of, of movement up front that didn't that didn't allow us to, to move our group up the field, and we just kind of settled into a defensive shape, which in the end it worked, but again, there was some harrowing moments in there. Pablo, enhorabuena. Porque lo, lo comentamos el otro día, uno ya tiene ganas viendo fútbol y sinceramente ver a veintitantos jugadores a ese nivel, como están compitiendo, como estás rotando y el equipo se mantiene a un nivel de competición tan alto, eso no es nada fácil verlo. Y, y, y yo te alabo ese trabajo porque realmente es, es espectacular. Gracias. Hoy es consecuencia, la victoria consecuencia de eso. Pero la, mi pregunta es, ¿qué cambió del miércoles pasado a este para que él se perdiera y ahora se ganara. Es decir, ¿dónde crees tú que estuvo la clave? Pues eh, el partido en el miércoles eh, contra Los Ángeles eh, el miércoles pasado, yo creo que eh, no cuando cuando marcamos el segundo gol no estuvimos enchufados del peligro que existe como un grupo y y estamos perdimos el balón en, en lugares muy difíciles y como un grupo no no entendimos cómo cómo manejar el momento el marcador hoy día no pasó casi igual pero al fin encontramos la manera de, de, de estar unidos en, en momentos difíciles habían varias jugadas de corner de, de, de defensiva el Cheng el body Uh, hicieron muy buen trabajo en los últimos cinco minutos para preservar la, el marcador. Y yo creo que, y, y, y vos sabés, Carlos, que el fútbol es, es una cosa impresionante porque uno lo podemos trabajar, lo podemos mirar sobre el video, pero cuando está en la cancha, la emoción a veces te, 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 sobre, te, te sobrecarga y, y perder la lógica del trabajo que uno debe hacer. Pero estoy muy contento para los, los pibes, los, el grupo, eh, porque este partido fue muy importante para seguir con la confianza que, que hemos tenido en, en los últimos partidos. Sí, porque el nivel para mí fue exactamente igual de, de dominante en, en los dos partidos. Una última pregunta. Toca Houston ahora. Hay que elegir, digamos, entre comillas, casa o fuera. ¿Qué prefieres? ¿La final en casa y semifinal fuera o semifinal en casa y la final fuera? Ah, vamos en casa, sí, no, pero yo, yo creo que eh, si tengo que elegir, pero prefiero el, el semifinal aquí en casa, porque ya cuando está en un final, 
tener la misma presión si está en casa o de visitante. Lo importante es llegar y tener la oportunidad para levantar una copa. Eso, ok. Ustedes van a estar eh, re contentos. Bueno, este, Pablo, de verdad, voy a repetir lo que dije alguna vez, es difícil ser el último porque ya te ganan todas las preguntas. Pero igual, me, me gusta verte sonreír ahorita mismo porque te, te he visto muy serio y, y me gustó cuando dijiste, me siento contento por los muchachos que, que están. Pero al inicio te vi como que no tan contento, a pesar de que pasaste a la semifinal, eh, medio frustrado. ¿Es por los últimos minutos? Eh, no, porque yo me, como, como entrenador me gustan me gusta los partidos que son aburridos. Cuando hay tanto, tanta emoción es porque el partido está muy parejo. Si ganamos ese partido 3-0, entro tranquilo, eh, todos todo dicen que partido lindo, ganaron, pero un poco aburrido porque ganaron 3-0. Eso prefiero. Cuando el partido termina 3-2, yo sé que la gente, la, la afición le encanta porque es un partido interesante, pero como entrenador prefiero un partido bien aburrido que controlamos los momentos difíciles y salimos con las victorias. La última, nada más. Yo sé que el tiempo gana. ¿Te ilusiona jugar una final, sea aquí o allá, con Messi? Porque para ese entonces ya Messi va a estar jugando. Probablemente lo ponen a jugar para Inter Miami asegurar lo que es la Champions. Porque yo creo que de repente no aspiran a la Liga, pero tienen, si es que avanzan, tienen una gran oportunidad de pasar a la Champions. Y tanto para Real y para Inter sería fabuloso. Sí, no, para mí... Eh, yo creo que para los pibes le encantarán eh, jugar contra Messi. Como entrenador, lo único que estoy pensando es que nos faltan dos partidos para, para recibir la copa, para levantar la copa. Y eso, si, si no sé quién es Cincinnati le gana a Miami, perfecto. O sea, si Miami lo gana, perfecto. Lo importante para mí como entrenador es que, lo, que los muchachos han, han puesto un esfuerzo en un, en, un, en un momento muy difícil con tantos partidos uno detrás del otro y ahora está, tenemos un poco de tiempo para concentrarnos en la liga pero en agosto viene la oportunidad de estar un paso más cerca de levantar una copa gracias a little bit of Rubio Rubin in the post-game press conference. We're going to head out to a break. Send us your thoughts on the match at Lars underscore MM on Twitter. Oh, just kidding. We have Demir Krylock downstairs, too. I thought we were going to be done, but we'll toss it down. Hey, John, we'll start with you on Zoom if you've got anything for Dami. Just talk about it seemed like the overall aggression and aggressiveness of the team is exactly what you needed tonight. Got out to that big lead and then obviously they came back with the two goals but you guys were able to hold on so you have to be happy with the way you you at least started and played the first like 80 minutes up until LA got the couple yeah I think uh, overall uh, it was great performance unfortunately uh, you know we um, complicated a little bit last 10 minutes uh, you know the things but at the end of the day the most important thing that we found a game to to win the game and that's all about I think it was pretty similar to game as a, as a last week uh, you know where we created so many chances uh, you know um, I mean 
got a, got a lead, and then uh, you know, I mean, this this game, I think we had <clears throat> handled much better, you know, their transition game because uh, we know how much, uh, you know, they are um, good in transition, especially because of uh, Ricky, uh, you know, and his quality, but we handled it very well. And uh, I think uh, we deserved uh, to win tonight and, uh, you know, to get us into the semifinals. Thank you for your time and congrats on the big win. Um, you got this team going with, with two goals in this game. How does it feel to show up for the fans at home today, get two goals, and more importantly, the win? Yeah, I mean, uh, it was for us, you know, huge opportunity, uh, you know, playing a youth Open Cup uh, game home after, you know, like uh, three road games. And, you know, the fans, um, they, you know, well-deserved, uh, um, you know, final this win, you know. We were waiting for, for a long time. And now we got it and we have to keep going. We have to stay humble to go, especially in Open Cup, you know, game by game. It is uh, four of the six, six so far. We have another two to come. Uh, but now it's all focused for New York CFC. You know, we want to, you know, get third win in a row to keep, uh, you know, building momentum, uh, you know, and uh, to put us uh, in, a, in a great spot, uh, you know, uh, to believe that uh, we can reach something special. The second goal that you scored was a penalty, and that was RSL's first penalty all year. Um, was there was there some conversation on kind of who was going to take the penalty, or, or was that kind of decided? I mean, we have so many, you know, great uh, PK uh, takers in team. Um, you know, it was, uh, you know, Rubio, between Rubio, myself, and then Pablo. But then we, uh, you know, uh, got uh, along, uh, you know, and uh, I asked if I can take it, so... Uh, all was good, you know, I think it's it's team win, it's not, uh, you know, about one guy, about two guys or three guys, it's about, uh, you know, 40 guys, so it's not only the players, it's everyone included, and this is how, you know, build the culture standard, and, uh, you know, this is what makes this uh, this group very strong. Thank you, appreciate that. I mean, first of all, congratulations on the win. Last week, LA was here, and um, it ended in a defeat. Did you guys do anything differently heading into this one? Did you guys prepare any differently heading into this one um, to in order to get the win here at home against LA? Definitely. Uh, you know, like, uh, either I think, uh, you know, we have, I mean, we deserved uh, to get three points last week as well, you know, just like we were not uh, focused enough, uh, uh, you know, in two moments, in two little moments, which, uh, you know, turned into big moments uh, uh, when they scored two goals. And because of that, uh, I said before that uh, we handled these situations uh, tonight uh, much better. Uh, you know, even like um, they scored two goals, but uh, at the end of the day, as I said before, the most important thing we found a way uh, this time to, to to win. Thank you, Damian. I, I hope I'm not asking anything too personal here, but Rubio's having a moment right now with between Ad Austin and then the the two assists tonight, setting up the PK, all that. He mentioned that the two of you kind of had a little bit of a moment, I guess, as he was struggling to find the back of the net and, and that kind of thing. Can you share anything about just sort of what you shared with him that obviously it's worked? Like, I'll have whatever he's drinking right now, and you probably want some of it too. You know, it's... Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I know that Rubio is, you know, a hard worker. Uh, you know, uh, he put, uh, you know, 
himself uh, into the team and uh, you know even like he deserves uh, so many goals this season you know unfortunately it didn't make it happen till Austin and you know I'm so happy because of him because of his performance against Austin because of his performance uh, tonight uh, you know we know uh, each other uh, you know along uh, you know we play along uh, next to each other 2021 so he had the best season of his career I had the best season of my career and uh, you know unfortunately Danny uh, got yesterday injured and uh, you know uh, Rubio got uh, into the team so we were you know share a couple of uh, messages uh, you know yes afternoon let's get back to 2021 uh, you know and it worked uh, tonight very well but as I said it's not about one two guys it's about like uh, all of us and uh, you know just uh, you know grateful to be his teammate to you know to be part of this team and uh, we keep going that's all about how nice was that pass on that first goal that he set up for you? Yeah, it was unbelievable. Uh, you know, it wasn't like, uh, you know, a hard job for me. Uh, you know, it was great assist and, you know, looking forward for, for more of those. Damir, when the game was over, uh, did you feel happier or relieved with your results? Happy, you know, uh, because especially I don't know how, um, you know, games we didn't win at home. I would say like four or five games in, in a row. And uh, even if we deserve that, we didn't uh, win. And because of that, uh, you know, the most important thing in football, in soccer, is to find a way to get three points. I know it was a little bit frustrated last, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes when you concede two goals. And actually, you know, till 80th minute, you deserve this clean sheet and to win even like three, four, zero. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, this win uh, get us through and that's all about, uh, you know, I mean, of course, we're going to see our mistakes, especially these 15 minutes, uh, what we could do better in the future, uh, you know, where, how we can improve us. And, um, you know, other than that, uh, you know, two wins in a row, Austin was, uh, you know, tough one, uh, you know, tough game, but we made it. Uh, tonight was tough and we made it, so we just uh, have to keep building. Damir, el, el equipo está compitiendo a un nivel altísimo, en mi opinión, y además 20 jugadores o 21 jugadores. Tú que tienes esa experiencia, eso no es normal en el fútbol y ni en un equipo verlo, tantos jugadores y estando a tan buen nivel. Y mi pregunta también es, eh, la segunda pregunta es, ¿cómo estás tú? ¿Ya estás al 100% físicamente? The question is, how are you feeling? Are you at 100% physically? How is that going? And also, his second part to that was the team is competing at a high level, at least 20 to 21 players on the team, all competing really great. Not something you typically see in a team. So many players having such good, such good progress and performances. Your thoughts on that? Yeah, I'm feeling, uh, you know, great. Actually, you know, 100 um, percent since, uh, you know, I would say last three, four months, uh, you know, and especially I would say in two, three days is going to be two months since we're playing uh, like the games uh, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday. And, uh, you know, every single player showed up, uh, showed great performances, uh, you know, and this is, I think, uh, great, uh, you know, happiness for the coach staff. Uh, I think, uh, you know, when you change every single, uh, you know, game eight to nine players and everyone is, uh, you know, putting great performances, then it means, uh, you know, that we have like a great team, you know, great squad and, uh, you know, everyone is ready to step up and, uh, you know, um, this is the, the, the biggest strength of this team uh, and, um, you know, now it's uh, the, the, the time that, uh, you know, put us even more together and uh, in a season to get the best results as, as we can. Thank you, guys. Have a good evening. See you. Thank you.
post-game show. Real Salt Lake advancing in the Open Cup. Do we know more information about the next round of the Open Cup, Spence? Oh, by the way, uh, Colin Sexton, who we were just talking about, he's from Marietta, Georgia. Okay. That's not bad. Yeah, no. I, don't know, I like that place. I do, yeah, I, I've always wanted to go to Georgia. Sorry, he was at the game tonight in case you missed that. We were talking about how I'm pretty sure anytime a Jazz player has come to a Real Salt Lake game, Real Salt Lake has lost or tied from, from like a winning position. Um, and the first one that stands out to me is when Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert came and we were playing Colorado and we were up 2-0 very quick. And then there was a very long weather delay, and then Colorado tied the game, and that's how it ended. And I don't think either of them ever came back. Um, and so I'm, I'm glad that we, so. we're, we're turning the tide a little bit here with the Jazz players um, attending Real Salt Lake games. But anyway, Real Salt Lake winning 3-2 to two tonight against the LA Galaxy. Again, um, Ruby Rubin involved in all three goals, earning the PK and two assists. Uh, and a, a goal for Severino, two goals for... Demir Krylock. Um, in the other games in the Open Cup, FC Cincinnati beat the Pittsburgh Riverhounds 3-1. to one. Chicago Fire lost at home to Houston Dynamo, who have just been loving the Open Cup. They've been great uh, thus far. <coughs> Birmingham Legion lost 0-1, to one, if we're reading it correctly, to Miami. Um, Javier Morales is Miami at the moment. And I retweeted it. Birmingham Legion has gone full attack on a PK that was not called for them. Um, and <laughs> they got a point. <laughs> They've got a point. Got a point. I'm, I think that if this, if this situation had happened any other day earlier in the season, it probably would have gotten the PK. But on a day when Inter-Miami... And Miami and uh, Lionel Messi are officially linked. It's uh, you can't be losing to a USL team in the Open Cup. No, exactly. All right. <laughs> uh, Real Salt Lake, of course, winning as well. So the next round, um, we, I think it's I don't August. Think we know anything about it yet? Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of information out about it. I believe twenty third of August. Yeah, you can. Any other information about it? The, the, that we're going to be playing. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I thought I thought that we weren't going to be playing at home. I thought because yes. Houston's already in the bracket as the home team, and so is FC Cincinnati. Um, obviously, they played yesterday. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know if there's going to be the draw. Um, yeah, it, so. Cincinnati tweeted that there would be a draw for um, who had the home leg. So I'm curious to see. I think DJ what? mentioned something maybe 11 o'clock tomorrow. Yes. So, yeah, keep yeah. an eye on 1 that. 1 p.m. Eastern time on CBS Sports, Golazo. So Cincinnati and Inter-Miami will be playing. One of the worst shows ever. Carry on. Wednesday, it is. Wednesday, the 23rd of August, and the draw for hosting is tomorrow. So I'm, I would assume that RSL's draw um, would happen at the same time. By the way, Real Salt Lake, if you're going to tweet about Jasper Lawful Godsend... <laughs> Give credit where it's due. Give us We're the credit. ones that coined that, all right? We so, coined lawful godsend, dang it. <laughs> we want we want to be noticed. Well, Lauren's so angry she almost knocked the bottle of water over her laptop. Look, it's a bit late. I just got back from vacation. My brain didn't make it back yet. Um, anyway, yes, please give us our credit for lawful godsend. Um, NYCFC, 13th in the so East. <laughs> yeah, I'll... Also not a good season for NYCFC. Um, four, seven, and five. 
thus far. 17, 17 points, points, yeah. Uh, minus five goal differential. Real Salt Lake in ninth place at the moment. 19 points. 19 points, five, seven, and four, minus nine goal differential. Two, four, and two at home. Um, New York City FC, I hate to say this because it feels like an automatic jinx, no wins on the road thus far this season. Don't oh, jinx it. Zero, We're touching wood five, right now. and three for NYCFC on the road. Quite a downfall for NYCFC over the last couple of seasons. Yeah, and just thankful that uh, Tati Casianos is no longer with them. Uh, he's with uh, Hirona in uh, in Spain. Well, I guess he's on loan. I don't know how long if that loan ends, but I don't think he'd be available until uh, July 1st. Um, if, if my facts are correct, they're more than likely incorrect. Um, expires June twentieth, uh, June thirtieth. Sorry. Um, so yeah, the, I'd be grateful that he's not back because he scored a fair few goals. He's he's a great uh, forward. But yeah, it's it, again if we go into the game thinking that they've got a poor road record, then you get stung. You look at what uh, LA Galaxy has done the past two games here, um, who've had a torrid season so far, and uh, the, the quality shone through. And obviously, they get the three points in the league. They get knocked out three-two tonight in the U.S. Open Cup. Um, but it's going to be an interesting matchup because it's it, RSL uh, are probably going to rotate again. But they're right on the cusp of actually having a week uh, uh, between games because they go back on the road uh, to D, uh, against DC United. Uh, but it's an opportunity for, for RSL to, to get their legs back under them, maybe get a, a mini break in maybe a, a day or two off uh, and just uh, maybe some consistency with the starting lineup. Because, again, what, as good as RSL look at times, sometimes that cohesion uh, gets a little bit dis- disrupted. Eight changes tonight. I thought they did very, very well for 75 minutes uh, and looked really, really solid. And then those two quick goals, you know, almost unraveled that hard work that they put in uh, for the majority of the game. But, yeah, grateful that we get through to the next round into the semifinals. Um, but this this um, this NYCFC trying to kickstart their season. Um, they're, they're on 17 points. Um, when you look at the conference, uh, in the eastern, uh, on the east, they're in 13th. But a win... Uh, puts them right below the playoff line uh, in 10th position if the results go their way. Um, just a point behind uh, Charlotte. And, and obviously, you know, it, it's tight in the uh, East as well. It it seems like a lot of the, well, both conferences, that, that playoff line is very tight and it will continue to be throughout the season. The teams at the top are pretty well separated. Cincinnati with a phenomenal historic start to their season, 9-0-0 at home, 39 points. Uh, the second place, Nashville, 31. Um, and the Western Conference, it's evened out a little bit. Uh, it felt like St. Louis was running away with it there for a while, but then they kind of crashed back down to earth. 28 points in first place, 27 for Seattle. LAFC and Dallas both at 26. And then you drop down to 23 for, for San Jose. So it's still very, very tight throughout the table in the Western Conference. In the East, it be interesting to see how those... Uh, lower spots in the playoff positions play out over the course of the season um and of course very interesting to see what's going to happen with miami with Lionel messi joining and the rumored connections to sergio busquets and uh on Di maria supposedly linked to 
I feel like we're just going to have to abolish some uh, some rules that exist in Major League Soccer if this is what's going on. But we've seen yep. it. <laughs> or we're just going to ignore it again like we did with LAFC. It'll yep. be interesting to see. Well, um, Inter-Miami's already got in trouble with uh, fudging the numbers. Yes. So, uh, Shocker. Yeah, weird. Um, but also a massive opportunity for them. Just two wins at home in the league this season. Uh, two, four, and two at home. That's just eight points. Uh, that they've managed to get um, this season at home. And, and that's not good enough. And if RSL really want to avoid the playing game, uh, even though over the playoff line, if they want to avoid the playing game, they need to get America first field the right um, as as more of a fortress to pick up with the majority of the points. Now, the road form, 3-3-2, uh, three, three and two, um, it's been really solid, you know, excellent, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, and if they can continue to, to grind out results on the road, then yes, that will make up. But again, we, we've got higher expectations, and so does Pablo Mascherini from that, uh, that press conference. And he, he seemed a little um, miffed, let's put it that way, with how RSL uh, kind of uh, fell apart the, the last 15 minutes and made it more difficult than they had to. And as he should, it happened last week too. It's kind of been a, a recurring issue for Real Salt Lake. You look at the goals that they conceded early in the season here at home um, against St. Louis, against um, Austin, excuse me. And and it's kind of continued in and out throughout the season here at America First Field. And as we've said, this is the place where you secure your playoff position. Your away games are what advance you in the table into home playoff position game. So it's... It's something they need to turn around. It's no longer a fortress. And uh, some opportunity in the next few games for Real Salt Lake to uh, to get three points at home and, and start making up for those dropped points. We will see you guys. Well, we will talk to you guys again on Saturday. 7.30 kickoff, 6.30 p.m. pregame. Spence and I. Possibly Jake Hatch. Not sure. Maybe even Tom. Who knows? All of us. It'll be we'll, <laughs> all four of us. I'm sure it'll be fine. Uh, we'll catch you guys on Saturday, June 10th, 630 pregame here on the RSL Radio Network.